Hey everybody, it's Todd Dills, your host for this October 14th, 2022 edition of the Overdrive Radio Podcast, where we're going to drop back two weeks in time to the site of the Mayberry Truck Show in Mount Airy, North Carolina, where despite rain threatening from remnants of Hurricane Ian, scads of owners and operators showed out in force for the second annual event at the home location of Bottomley Enterprises there. Our own Lawson Rudisil was out at the show, and given recent news of negative GDP growth in both the first and second quarters, and a stock market on a wild ride, mostly down, particularly in the week right before the show, we wanted to know the answer to the question of just whether truck owners felt we were at that moment in, or shortly due for, a bona fide recession. Answers ran the gamut from definitive yeses to more positive outlooks based on individual experiences that I think will be illuminating. One common theme, if you're in it for the long term when it comes to trucking, you can keep a close rein on costs as much as possible, hang on tight, and whatever happens, we'll come out on the other side. We're going to hear a bevy of voices. The trucking unicorn on social media. My name is Mel. Everybody just calls me the trucking unicorn. Uh, my name is John Hiley. I've been leased to Landstar for 20 years. Uh, my name is Troy Massey, uh, owner of Tri-State Vacuum and Rental and also Massey Motor Freight out of Nacogdoches, Texas. My name is John Rooney. I've been driving for almost 31 years. Brent Hall from North Mankato, Minnesota. My name is Brandon Burroughs. Uh, I'm out of Zebulon, North Carolina. And one more. My name is Austin Kaiser and uh, I work for my dad, Greg Kaiser, him and my Grandpa, which is Gary Kaiser, we have about 35 trucks, full pneumatic tanks, dump trailers, and haul cattle. It's King Cares or Greg Kaiser Trucking or Gary Kaiser Trucking, Rosedale, Virginia. Operator Kaiser was showing a pristine 2018 389 glider and spread axle dump trailer that we've featured before in Overdrive. Tractor, anyway. Stay tuned for an update on the rig. There's been quite a lot of work put in, particularly on the 6NZ CAT since we last saw Kaiser in the spring of 2021. Here's what he had to say about his and his family's small fleet business in the current environment, with the prospects for success for any trucking company at the moment very much dependent on what you're hauling really. Uh, the work's out there right now. Fuel prices are way too high, but uh, really right now, if it, with fuel surcharge and stuff, it, if, if you get haul the right things, it ain't too bad. But uh, I think this economy, everything's booming like things are so high right now trucks trailers they cost double what they used to and uh these finance companies and stuff that are i just think it's going to be a bad thing when it finally drops because you got so much into something you ain't going to be able to get that much out of it uh i wouldn't really call it a recession but it definitely uh it's changed in the last 10 years a lot prices have went up on everything just parts you can't get any parts right now. They're so high when you do get them, you can't half afford them. Like I said, when it does go down, it's not going to be good. Equipment availability, at least when it comes to new truck orders, like as not won't improve any time very soon, with all that entails for new and used truck pricing mentioned by Kaiser. I had the opportunity to sit in with a select group of dealers last week here in Nashville as part of Overdrive sister publication, Trucks, Parts, and Services, Successful Dealer Awards, now in the 10th year of existence for the award program. Editor Lucas Deal asked the question to every dealer there, namely, when do you expect new equipment production rates to return to 2019 levels? The question and answer was done anonymously on a big board where dealers in attendance indicated their best answer was stickers on several choices. A few staunch pessimists among the group actually chose never, but 
Most seem to coalesce around the 2024 or later answer. And with regard to recessionary pressures on the dealer business, most dealers expected sales growth this year compared to 2021. For some, a result of high demand on limited inventory. Not all were 100% sanguine, yet maybe it further underscores a measured optimist outlook for the prospect of a prolonged recessionary environment, such as the outlook adopted by the first small fleet owner we'll hear from just the other side of a break for this word from Overdrive Radio's sponsor. And as last week, we've still got prize packs that will go out to anyone dialing into the Overdrive Radio podcast line at 615-852-8530. Those prize packs include Howe's Diesel Treat and Diesel Lifeline anti-gel fuel treatments, and more for a limited number of callers. Call in to tell us your winter fuel gelling story and or your experience using Howe's fuel treatments or other products. As noted... Do it with a call to our podcast voicemail line at the new number, 615-852-8530. That's 615-852-8530. We'll get right back in touch for your shipping information. With winter fast approaching, it's time to prepare yourself for the conditions that lie ahead. By adding Howe's Diesel Treat at every fill-up, you can prevent your diesel fuel from gelling in even the coldest temperatures. While it safely removes water, adds lubricity, and prevents deposits, the nation's number one anti-gel will help protect your engine and provide you with the added power you crave. Backed by the only no-tow guarantee, Howe's Diesel Treat will keep you rolling no matter what weather comes your way. Learn more at howesproducts.com. House. Tested, trusted, guaranteed. That's Howes, H-O-W-E-S, HowesProducts.com. To get us started, here's a fleet owner with a decidedly glass-half-full attitude when it comes to the prospects for his and other trucking businesses. My name's Troy Massey, uh, owner of Tri-State Vacuum and Rental and also Massey Motor Freight out of Nacogdoches, Texas. Um, we operate... Uh, we operate a fleet of, uh, of tanker trucks out of, out of Nacogdoches, Texas, and then also a, a smaller fleet of uh, reefer trucks that run over the road. About 325 total units, uh, my wife and I, Abby, Abby Massey. Probably times are about as tough as, as, as what you can get not right now in trucking the way fuel is and the way insurance, everything is so unaffordable. Uh, rates have dropped some. Uh, the demand has dropped some, and and you see a lot of guys saying, "Ah, this is not for me. I, you know, I'll, I'll just sell my truck, and maybe I'll get a job doing something else." Yeah, we're in tough times. Uh, we're, we're definitely in tough times. Do I think it's going to get any worse? I'm a I'm a pretty optimistic person in everything that I do. I don't really think that it's probably going to get any worse. I may be wrong because I'm optimistic. But I'm always going to see the glass as half full because I'm always looking for things to get better. What what you have to do to overcome all of the things that are against you as a company owner is cut costs everywhere you can. You have to take care of your drivers. That's number one, because if you don't have drivers, then you got truck notes that are sitting in your yard. You got insurance with trucks that are sitting in your yard. So take care of your drivers, number one. Always. Always remember, your drivers are the backbone of everything that you do, and, you, and you're and you nothing without them, if you're thinking about from a company owner standpoint. Uh, 
Other things you can do is, is just cut cost everywhere you can. Make sure you stay on top of your maintenance. When you get behind on your maintenance, it's gonna catch up with you. Stay on top of your notes and just watch your freight as closely as you can. And as tough as it is sometimes, you just gotta say no to cheap freight. You just can't do it because it makes it dip more difficult on, on the whole bunch of, of drivers for everyone out there. And you know, and network, make friends. There's a lot of freight out there. I network with people all the time. I network with guys that, you know, we own 325 trucks that we run. I network with a guy that has one truck. He's one of my best friends, he has one truck. And we share freight all the time. He doesn't charge me anything, I don't charge him anything. So you gotta network with your friends and you and you'll and that'll help you because you don't always have to make money off of every single thing. You can help one another. And you know, and, and kind of the final thing I think about that is is you know, just just stay on top of your business and watch your cost. I mean, trucking's always tough. Is it tougher right now? Yeah, it's tougher right now, but it's always tough. The odds are always stacked against us. But the coolest thing about truck drivers to me is, and company owners, you know, truck, the trucking business in general, is we're so, re we're so resilient. We always find a way. We as in all of us, all these people out here, if you panned around, you see all these people in this trucking community, we're, we're all so resilient and we just find a way to, to make it work. And so do I think we're gonna make it? Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind that we're gonna make it work. Is it gonna be tough? Yeah, it's gonna be tough for a little while. But guys, just stay on top of it and and, and just, you know, don't take no for an answer. And, and remember this is a very important thing. And I'm sure somebody else has got this saying, this is what I tell myself for my whole life. I've always told myself, if it's easy, everybody would do it. So if you're thinking about quitting, just remember, if it was easy, everybody would do it. So guys, y'all hang in there and, you know, just continue to grind it out, watch your costs, do a good job, be on time, pick up on time and do everything you can do to be, the, you know, to be the best owner operator or fleet owner that you could possibly be. Because if you're better, then, then you're gonna kind of keep people. So the other thing is, I'll tell you, I try to be uplifting and positive if you want to follow me, please follow me on TikTok at Troy J. Massey. If you want to follow me on YouTube, we're at Stockville TX. And then uh, I'm on Facebook. I don't check Facebook a whole lot, but I'm uh, I'm Troy Massey on Facebook as well. I'm probably on TikTok more than anything. Instagram too. I forgot about that. I forgot I'm on Instagram too, at the real Troy J. Massey. Next up, an owner-operator who's big win at a truck show earlier in the year you may well remember. It's John Hiley, whose W9 won the Primary Kids Choice Award at the first annual Large Cars and Guitars Truck Show in Kodak, Tennessee. Uh, my name is John Hiley. I've been leased to Landstar for 20 years. Um, I haul mostly specialized liftgate freight, entertainment, uh, things that require a little bit of special attention. Yeah, we do uh, concert tours, uh, a lot, of, a lot of things that, uh, like I said, require extra equipment. We have the lift gate, we have ramps, uh, a lot of straps, full decking, a lot of extra equipment that we carry so we can do different things. Had something kind of cool happen recently. We were hauling Green Day and we were playing the Metro Club up in Chicago. And uh, middle of the night, my phone started blowing up. I guess as Green Day was coming in in the limo, they, they liked the truck, so they, they did a TikTok with the truck in there. 
done a lot of people over the years, met a lot of nice people. Uh, we've gone to some really cool places. A lot of times we do, we're downtown, which is where a lot of truck drivers don't want to go. And I get that because it's a pain in the butt sometimes. We do like Madison Square Garden, TD Bank Arena up in Boston. Um, we just did the Outlands Festival out in San Francisco, which is out kind of past Golden Gate Park. Not an easy place to get into. So we go a lot of places where truck drivers with good common sense would never try to get into. Chicago, for instance. Owner-operator Hiley's Kenworth is outfitted with a 122-inch big bunk ARI sleeper. No doubt interesting at times navigating some of the places he goes. Lawson Rudisil asked him for the most interesting venue he'd ever been to. To my surprise, he called out the recent visit to Chicago where Green Day's TikTok account picked up his beautiful rig. Probably the coolest venue I've ever been to is one we did just recently. It was the Metro Club up in Chicago and Green Day played there right before we did Lollapalooza. And uh, the club was a really neat place. It's only It only uh, takes like 1,100 people in the venue, so it's a very small club. But it was built in 1914 as a vaudeville theater. It's up in the uh, Wrigleyville, up by Wrigley Field in that part of Chicago. Uh, we went and walked around and looked at the place and just the, the architecture of the place was just phenomenal. As for current conditions and the question of recession or no recession, while Hiley was certainly a bit less glass half full than fleet owner Troy Massey, he in some ways struck a lot of the same chords, given his decades of experience and the ups and downs of the trucking business within the economic cycles. I've been in this industry for 35 years. Um, I see it go up, I see it go down, I see it go up, I see it go down. The biggest thing about this industry is when times get tough, um, the thing that changes is capacity, okay? So if a guy can make it through the tough time, he's gonna come out good on the other side. Because when the times get tough, guys lose their trucks, guys sell their trucks. Um, some guys just say they don't wanna put up with it. You know, they, they made a little bit of money when things were good and now they're done, they move on to something else. Well, that changes the capacity, which will drive the rates back up. Um, this is probably one of the worst times that I've ever seen in my 35 years. The economical time that we're in across the board as far as fuel prices, uh, everything at the stores, um, everything has skyrocketed for people. So I, I think this is gonna be a tough recovery. We will recover because we always do, but I think this one's gonna go on for a while and I think it's gonna be tough. I think there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna be closing the doors during this one. Among owner operators hoping for the best among it all was Mel Williams, out at Mayberry with her 03379, as you'll hear and some optimism, but also recognition of deteriorating conditions to share. The Trucking Unicorn on social media. My name is Mel. Everybody just calls me the Trucking Unicorn. Uh, this is my 2003 379 Peterbilt. I do run a 99 6NZ motor. I am leased to, I can't see the trailer. I'm leased to 5F. 5F OTR works with owner operators. So what they do is they, essentially help you with everything. Dispatch, loads, the whole business motto is to link drivers with better paying freight. The way that it works is it helps to minimize our deadhead miles and our downtime. So we're constantly getting our next load the day before we actually deliver. With that being said, you set up your preferences. So if there's states or cities that you don't go to, you never have to see it. If there's types of freight that you don't haul, you never have to see any of those loads. That's how we're constantly getting the better paying loads um, at the quicker times. So I haul a dry van. So uh, it's pretty much anything you can put in a, into a non-refrigerated trailer. 
anything from paper to monster cans, empty monster cans, beer, bricks, you name it. If you can put it in a dry van, that's what I haul. The freight rates are more or less in the garbage. It's really hard to find decent paying freight to get you at least to break even running your truck, let alone to make money. My truck cost me $1.75 a mile to run. So I have to see at least $2.25, $2.50 to even turn any kind of a profit on my truck. I do see some of those rates with 5F. I'm seeing roughly $2.50 to $3.30 a mile, but it's not a consistent $2.50 to $3.30. There are the occasions where it's less than that and you're just fingers crossed and hoping that nothing happens along the way. So as far as recession, it can't stay like this forever. It's just a matter of how determined are you to overcome. That's my theory. Life is what you make it. You can either be miserable every day or you can wake up and find the positive every day, find something to be happy about. Well, trucking is controlled chaos. That's what, that's what we signed up for. We decided to be truck drivers and we decided to sign up for controlled chaos. So you can either let that ruin your day or you can figure out how to just roll with the punches and accept that this is what I signed up for and I'm gonna make the best of it. Wait and see dynamics for LTL puller John Rooney, driving for R&L carriers though, were certainly not the reality. Rooney was definitive that, at least for his freight, slow had become something of the watchword, particularly in recent weeks. My name's John Rooney. I've been driving for almost 31 years, and I drive officially for R&L carriers. He was showing at the Mayberry Truck Show with a beauty of what he called a toy for now. It's a 1984 Ford CL9000, uh, 400 Cummins, nine-speed. It's a fun toy. Well, I do LTL for a living, and we are definitely in a recession, because we're the first ones to know it because of what we do, we're doing all the small, you know, one pallet stuff. And we have been slow for the last, last few weeks, it's been noticeably slow. We've been slowing down over the last few months. So we're, we're definitely in a recession. Don't let anybody kid you. We're definitely, because I'm not getting in anywhere near the hours I'm used to. And yeah, we're definitely slowing down. Q1 Minnesota based owner operator who, well, Emphasize those with trucking staying power and it for the long term would likely be fine through the highs and lows with smart business practices. Brent Hall from North Mankato, Minnesota. Just a single truck owner operator with Hall and Transport. Got a 386, white 386 Fitzgerald glider started as and just been modifying it from there. We do a drive van and reefer freight, little tank business here and there. I would say we're you know, on the skirt of one, if not we're in one, but uh, the COVID didn't help. You know, rates all went up four or five dollars a mile, drops down, fuel's still up, rates go back to per se normal, and fuel's still up. And everyone got their authority thinking there was big money involved in it. Now everyone's wanting to quit because they bought high priced equipment and, you know, thought they were going to make a quick buck and now they can't. It's something you can't jump in and jump out of. You're either in it for the long haul or you're not. And it's it's more of a lifestyle than as much as it is a business. I mean, you're gonna be in it with the ups and the downs and you gotta be smart about everything, you know? Finally, 
Though Brandon Burroughs noted inflation is obvious all around, including in the rates the bulk hauling business he pulls with has been able to get from its own customers as costs rise, business has been holding strong, at least for him, despite the slowdown stories that rise to the fore. My name is Brandon Burroughs. Uh, I'm out of Zebulon, North Carolina. I drive for a guy out of Four Oaks, North Carolina. His name's Andrew Carroll. We haul uh, liquid fertilizer, dry fertilizer, pretty much anything that'll go in a tanker or a dump. Uh, I drive a 2007 Peterbilt 379. It's got a Caterpillar C15 in it. It's hard to say. I know the stuff that we haul, all the prices went up. So it's costing a whole lot more to haul the stuff and mess like that. So I know our prices are going up, but I'm hearing that all the other people is prices going down and they're having to haul it cheaper and mess like that. So for us, it really hasn't changed. It's just went up. So, but that's what I think anyway. You're still just about as busy? Yes, sir. If not busier. <laughs> yep. Big thanks to everyone who talked with Mr. Lawson Rudisel at the Mayberry Truck Show. To take us out to the end, Here's a little more from the unique entertainment hall operation of Landstar leased owner-operator John Hiley, speaking to the day-to-day -day of the work hauling out concert venues and just why the Missouri headquartered owner-op calls his beautiful Kenworth Freebird. The show usually, uh, the audience usually walks off the stage about 10.30 or 11 at night. Um, as they're walking off, the road crew's already starting to tear things down. Um, the lead driver, whoever that may be, I, I've been lead driver on a couple shows, and it's, it's very, very busy. Um, you get the trucks in uh, as fast as you can, you get everything tore down. Um, everything has a specific place in the trailers. Each trailer has a specific job and we get them loaded up and we get onto the next venue just as quick as possible. Because when we get there in the morning, they're waiting on us. So they usually start, you know, when we're on, especially on the east side of the country, a lot of the venues are a little bit closer together. You know, 200, 300, 400, sometimes 500 miles apart. So it's, it's a pretty busy night. You know, you. You get, get your trailer dumped in the morning, run up to catering, get some breakfast, get your butt in bed, um, get some sleep while you can. If you're doing a festival, you're gonna be outside, parked by the stage, so it gets really, really noisy. Um, you lay down, you get some sleep, and then we're usually up by 9, 30, 10 o'clock that night, um, getting the trucks lined up, getting them in the docks, getting them loaded up and ready to go to the next one. The guys that work the road crew, are the my hat always goes off to these guys because they have their hammocks and their backpacks and they hang them up underneath the stage and you know, they work until their job's done and they're laying there sleeping underneath the stage, a lot of them with all that noise and everything, and they nap while they can, and then that night they're back up and doing it again. When I was a little bitty kid, uh, I had a cousin down in Oklahoma and he actually played in a local band with Steve Gaines uh, before Steve Gaines joined Leonard Skinnerd. And as a little kid, I used to hang out down there a lot. And, you know, to me, it was just a lot of uh, long-haired guys with guitars um, and I really had no idea who anybody was but uh, as I grew older I kind of felt a connection to it and then um, believe it or not in 1983 our class song was Freebird so the songs always kind of kind of stuck with me. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by me, Todd Dills, with the acoustic guitar and other support of trucker songwriter and Overdrive contributor, Long Haul Paul Marhofer. The theme is Legend of the Snake Man by Marhofer himself, featuring the guitar work of Travis the Snake Man Womack, Terry Two Socks Richardson on bass, keys by Tishomingo Jim Whitehead, and on drums, Mr. Andrew Marshall. The podcast is backed up further by Overdrive's own news editor, Matt Cole, 
social media coordinator Holly Young, executive editor Alex Lockie, and intrepid video editors Lawson Rudisel and Mr. Andrew Gwynn. Big thanks for all the help, guys. See you next time.